Yo, what up, Street Togs? Eric Kim. All right, so the thought. Towards a more critical and rigorous line of thinking. So, critical thinking was kind of a, supposed to be a thing that we learned as kids growing up in school, at least here in the States. And now, ain't nobody talk about critical thinking or rigorous thinking. So, to me, one of the greatest joys of being alive in human is to be able to think. Like, you know, the whole think different and, you know, think for yourself or whatever. To think is certainly what differentiates us humans from the, the rest of the beasts in the world. And because man is the uber beast, we are the ultimate beast, right? Certainly, we should also cultivate our ability to think critically, to think more uh, fearlessly and brazenly, and for us to be less afraid and scared when it comes to, to thinking. So, it's my thought. I am very skeptical, suspicious of almost everybody, including myself. And why is that? The, the reason is, most people just think way too basic. Now, I'm a big proponent of like trying to simplify your thoughts and your ideas and to distill them into, you know, concentrated forms. However, I'm not about kind of soft, flabby and um, disingenuine thinking. So the problem is a lot of people when they tend to think or engage in discussion are actually very close-minded and this also goes for intelligent people, uh, scholarly people, academic people, every, every, everybody's, right? And so for, for me, whenever I meet people, I don't really care about how smart they are or rich or whatever they are or what their social position is. I judge people based on their ability to be open-minded towards other ideas and other people's perspectives. And for me, I'm probably the most tolerant person that I know is that like, I'm willing to entertain anyone else's ideas. And also, you know, obviously I, I'm very grateful when other people entertain uh, my ideas as well. Now, this is at least a trend I'm starting to realize, at least here in the States, is we're kind of moving more towards a profoundly intolerant society where you're not allowed to say nothing. And as a consequence, people are becoming more afraid of one another. Like the notion of talking to a stranger or getting to know your neighbor is kind of a non-concept because my thought is what happens is of the PC police or whatever political correctness in this like non-aggression society essentially creates a society where nobody talks to nobody now this becomes extremely problematic because essentially everyone kind of gets afraid and skeptical of one another and not only that but we become more scared and afraid of one another and I think a better what's up Chelsea? where are you going where are you going? Where are you going? Yo, I like I like your your traps and your triceps. How do you get that from how do you get that from biking? Ah, smart. Um and so yeah, like people's becoming more intolerant towards one another and not open to the perspective of others and then my perspective is that like all opinions are just totally subjective anyways and therefore as a consequence 
like I like to treat conversation kind of like mental jousting where I'm kind of talking with people and engaging people in conversation to just kind of better understand their line of thinking in order to augment my thoughts, to augment my wisdom and stuff like that. And, and that, that, that certainly seems to be the goal is not intelligence or smartness, but actually wisdom. Because, you know, you could be a janitor and be very wise, or you could be a, you know, tenure professor at Harvard and be very foolish or unwise, like the Nassim Taleb calls them the intellectual yet idiots, the IYIs. And they're the people who hijack uh, society. Kind of like, uh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of bad, a lot of, a lot of unrigorous thinking. So, what does it mean to think rigorously? What it means is that I think that the worst thing that's actually hindering our thinking and the ability to think rigorously and critically is everyone is so, like, I think political thinking or political correctness or, um, you know, uh, too much concern about morality and ethics when it comes to thinking is pretty bad. Like, certainly when you're talking about like humanitarian causes, yeah, like uh, thinking about ethics and morality is, is very important because that's, that's the root of it. However, when it comes to things like, you know, health and science and fitness, we should not use kind of unrigorous thinking and words. And even when you're talking politics, We shouldn't use like, I mean, uh, like, and this is also the thing too, is that like, if you're trying to actually change people's political opinions, let's say that's a goal, certainly one shouldn't use rhetoric or words, which doesn't actually convert people because like, they call it indirect propaganda. It's, it's actually more effective. So for example, I've been talking to a lot of Jehovah's Witnesses and I think actually the Jehovah's Witnesses do it really good because what they do is, they're not aggressive, they're very peaceful, and they just kind of stand there and then, you know, you could chat with them and whatever. And as a consequence, you're more open to engage and they talk to you, they're super friendly. I'm actually like, I know a bunch of Jehovah's Witnesses, they're actually really cool people. And versus the people who are like the Bible thumpers who, you know, saying, you know, all gay people are going to hell and blah, blah, right? And that's not, so that's kind of funny because like some people, I think they just like to vent for the sake of venting. Whereas if your goal is to actually change the minds, the hearts and souls of others, one should take a more indirect route, which is kind of more of a passive pull thought rather than this active uh, pushing because you know you throw a bible in someone's face ain't nobody gonna follow that but if you're just kind of chilling there more kind of open-minded peaceful you're actually more likely to have uh, people talk to you so anyways taking it back to to rigorous thinking um this is this is at least why i personally do when i read other people's opinions so uh, a big thing don't, okay, so when people say, oh, you know, I read a New York article, I read a New York Times article or Atlantic, I'm like, yo, who's the writer? Because it's funny because that is not, like, that, that doesn't actually mean anything. So for example, say I read a New York Times article, I'm like, who's the author? And this actually really matters because like, I'll give you examples. So, you know, uh, my cousin, he forwarded me an article about coronavirus a few months ago about, um, you know, uh, written in the Atlantic about like what's going to happen in America and why it's so bad, blah, blah. And this freaking writer who wrote it was like really kind of like demeaning towards Americans. Like Americans are all a bunch of degenerates and bad people, whatever. And I'm like, I'm like, huh? Like what? Like who is this dude, right? So I copy and paste the dude, his name, right? And he's like, you know, some like British dude 
from the UK, went to London, school of something something, and you know, I guess lives in America now and talks about American politics. So to me, this felt very disingenuous because, you know, certainly, I mean, not, I can't, I can't say everybody, but like most of the world is anti-America, you know, like the rest of the world is like, oh, America's so stupid, how do you elect Trump, blah, blah. And so, and certainly, you know, I think intellectuals in the UK or in London are also very anti-American and they're very anti-American people. They think they're all a bunch of uh, stupid peoples, which I find very disrespectful. Um, and so I started to realize his hidden bias is that, dude, this guy is like, you know, you know, probably anti-American because his, maybe that's what his background or whatever is. Now, the problem then is, you know, the average Joe will just kind of say, oh, I read a New Yorker article. And actually, it's more pernicious and more dangerous when it's actually like smart people or college-educated intellectual people who read this stuff because they're actually the most ones who are the most easily suckered because they don't have their guards up or they don't have their shields up because they think they're so smart. Whereas everything I read, I, I kind of tippy-toe into it because, you know, I want to know where people's personal biases come from. So, for example, before I read any book, right, like, I'll actually Google or research or Wikipedia them, their personal history, and discover who they really are. So at least when I read their thing, I actually know what their implicit bias is.